Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. No, I've done that, I think. Yeah. You've also done Nihao, but like that seemed to like follow you. That's allowed. That's allowed. Okay, fine. I have my own rules and I set them. That's fair. That's yeah. your thing. I'm very principled. There you go. How's it going? I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Mita, what'd you do last night? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I went and I saw a movie. Yeah. For a third time. Yes. <laughs> I saw Rocky or Rani Kipremka, honey. Yes. For the third time. <laughs> what brought you for the third time? Um, my my dad and I, so yesterday was Tuesday night. Yes. And I had bought tickets for just my dad and I on the Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And then my sister at the last minute was like, I can go with you in the weeknight because I have the week off. So we can right, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I can't do the Sunday, but if you want to go during the week, yeah. we're like, let's go. Yeah. Sure. So then I bought, I returned those. Then I bought three tickets yeah. for the Tuesday. Then I was talking to my aunt, yeah. and then I was like, "Why don't you come with us?" So then I bought another ticket for the yeah. Tuesday night, and I bought it for the ten oh five show. Yes. Then on Tuesday, thank you to the yes. you texted me and was like they added a nine o'clock yeah. show. So I returned my ten o'clock ten o'clock shows and tickets, and I bought. Did you end up selling them or returning? I returned them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it fell through. Somebody I asked if somebody wanted my tickets, and it fell yeah. through. But um, we went to the nine o'clock Rocky yeah. Orani at Landmark in Canada. Sold out. Sold it. Uh, like just packed. the front row was empty. Like wheelchair like access. The closest to yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, also, at one point during the movie, somebody came into the theater, came up to our row, and tried to ask my dad a question. But my dad is my dad. He's like yeah, yeah. seventy six years old. Yeah. And like he's like, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just walked away. We think. He had tickets to the 10 o'clock show, oh. and he didn't know which theater it was in. So why was he asking your dad? <laughs> because he thought that was his row. Maybe he thought that, because oh. then he, he, my dad's like, I can't hear you. And so he started to walk into the row, and he saw every seat was full, and then he left. So my theory is that he had tickets oh, okay. for the 10 o'clock, and why he was on this side of the theater, I don't know. He was playing on the other side? It was on the complete other oh, side. Yeah. So he was, yeah. It's because people are dumb. Yeah, I didn't look at the time at the time, but yeah. I think it was probably about like an hour in. Okay. So, that's my theory. So thoughts on View Three? View Three was just as fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it is even more fun. You can get like deeper into yeah, it too. Yeah, yeah. You like pick out little things that you're just like, oh yeah, that does like add to her character. Like I started to look at Rani a lot more, yeah. and there are little hints that she is like she has that little. Oh, I shouldn't spoil things. Uh, yeah, it's still pretty fresh. Yeah. It's still like in theater theaters. It has There's just like, like little hints to things that lead up to a very climatic scene. I spent most majority of the time watching everyone's reactions around me. I said, when we watched it together the second time, mm-hmm. I find that like, I find Rocky Rani as a movie, a really key example of a movie that is going to be much better enjoyed in a big audience. Yeah. It's not, you're going to like it if you see it on your own in your home or whatever, but like it, the energy 
it like you feed off of you it, right? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did your family think? My family liked it a lot. Yeah. I don't think they love it the same way you and I sure, did. Sure, fair. But they did really enjoy it. The fun part with seeing it with my dad is like this movie has a lot of like influential old mm-hmm. Hindi songs in it. Yeah. And so literally he would start singing them out loud yeah. <laughs> when they came As on they the screen. Up, right? yeah. yeah. And like in a normal setting I'd be like, shut up. But yeah. like in this one, I'm like, oh it's, it's cute. cute. Yeah. You're like enjoying this. And he was like super excited. Yeah. And then as soon as we left the theater, he was like, Aja mere gari, mere. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was like excited for that. That's so yeah. Cute. It was nice. Your sister and your aunt? They enjoyed it as well. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. It was a nice family affair. It was fun. Yeah. Go see it with your family, everyone. Yeah. You go with your family. My family has all seen it individually. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has, everyone in my family has actually seen it. Just like different times. My brother actually went last Tuesday. And he went with non-Indian people. Oh. Like he went some Indian friends and some non-Indian friends. And they liked it. Yeah. They said that they, obviously they didn't get the like nuances and stuff mm-hmm. and like the, the in-jokes. Yeah. But they overall really liked it. And they're like, they, it's uh, fun. They, they, they got teary-eyed at certain parts. Oh. And like, yeah, like I think it's just, it's a good time. I'm going to see it one more time before it leaves theaters. I think that might be next week. So. I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> for, for time four? Yeah. Why yeah. not? It's good. I might do five. Really? If I can, sure. Yeah. Why not? Because it's just a good time, it's right? Just, yeah, it's nice. It just makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. I was talking about it in therapy today. <laughs> <laughs> in earnest. Yes. About how, like, it's truly, like, I know you had a really great time at Barbie and, like, mm-hmm. all for you. I didn't have the same, like, joyous experience. And I think this was the first time in a long, long, long time that I just felt, like, joy watching a movie. Like, truly just, like engulfed in that sense of like joy and everyone who has seen it experience notwithstanding has yeah. always said it's entertaining what how you feel about that entertainment has varied a little bit here yeah. and there but like everyone has been like it's very it's very entertaining yeah yeah so you'll be entertained at the very least it's a fun time it's a fun time yeah and the movie should be fun right mm-hmm. which kind of brings me segues into i have come across a lot of videos for some reason about people's feminist opinions about Barbie and I'm getting kind of tired of it what uh of like wait who what are these so I sent you one right I think I sent it last week or the week before about it's that Barbie's essentially like a white white feminist savior white females and not for color yeah yeah. and the diversity blah 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 and I read another one that was like you know I saw another video about some black men who had been incarcerated and he had seen it and he said it's good for what it is but like it doesn't it's not the the entire experience about feminism and like it's oh. it's viewing <laughs> it's viewing like for instance there's like there's a supreme court which yeah. like if it was really feminist or if it, like then it would be the decisions would be made by collective and not by select few you're just you're just switching genders essentially and it's just like I don't I think people are like really missing the point, point of this yeah. yeah like I don't think Greta Gerwig because was also, trying to be by like by the end they get to a Okay, anyways, I can't, no. But but the whole point <laughs> yeah. is that, like, I don't think she was trying to fix feminism. No, and she she's wasn't just trying, showing you something. She's just trying to be satirical about, like, look at the inequality. Yeah. And, like, how that kind of works. Because it's it all, exists. Because it exists. That's all she's saying is, like, there's an inequality. There's a reason women feel the way they do. And here's Barbie. Yeah. Like, that's really all she was trying to say. And she, it's kind of like, it is a movie about that masks its vegetables in a really, it's like Jessica Seinfeld who makes brownies with spinach. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what it is. It's a healthy dose of spinach in really good tasting brownies. Yeah. Just, 
enjoy it. Enjoy man. it for what it is. I don't think she. I think there are. I think movies can be that deep in that you know they could be trying to say that, but I don't think this movie was trying to do that. So why are you? Forcing that the movie to be about more than it's even trying to be. I think like I don't think Greta Gerwig does things for shits and giggles though. Like I think she does want like conversations to be had. I think she wants to have discussion. But I don't think things. that's the discussion. No, I don't think that's the she's thing. trying to say yeah. like I'm telling you everything that's right. Yeah, she's trying to provoke like actual discussion about what is feminism today. What are what yeah. is the world today? And not whether or not this movie is an accurate portrayal of what the world should be. Or yeah, or what like, it would be like in a point. feminist society, or like anything like that. I no, think I think she just wants dialogue. She wants dialogue, yeah. and she wants to. She wants it from the lens of something as popular as Barbie. So mm-hmm. I think there's like, just let it be. Just yeah. I talked about this in therapy as well. Oh wow! <laughs> not necessarily Barbie specifically, but about how we're in a society. We're in a. Well, it's not a society. We're in a time where people really want their opinion heard. Yes. But they want to talk at you. Mm. No and one they, is nobody looking... Nobody wants to talk with you. No one wants to talk with you. I have a lot of people come up to me and tell me their opinions about Rocky Arani. Just but randoms? It, yeah, off the streets. <laughs> people I know. Yeah. Probably aren't listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So like, I can say it. They come up to me and they want to share their opinions. But no one's looking to, like, have a conversation. Mm. It's like, I didn't think they had chemistry. That's it. I have no words for that. I have no that words for that. Wrong. That yeah, <laughs> and like a few people have actually said it, and like it's kind of been a back and forth. But like people aren't looking for like discourse. They're not looking for conversation. They're just looking to give you their opinion and walk away, which is a lot of what the and I guess the, that's what social media is exactly yeah. right. Like that's exactly what the TikToking is. Like, here's my idea. I'm not here to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I just want to put it out into the world, and it's just like. I guess video in in the social media of it all, it's difficult for like to say, well, I don't want to hear that because I'm actively going out to find content, right? Yeah. But like, I don't I don't care what your opinion about it is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're really coming to me to tell me they didn't have chemistry, great. Good cool. For bye. You. Good for you. I thought it was scorching. Like that was yeah. my opinion. But like, we can have a discourse and we can have a discussion. But people aren't here for it, and I'm tired of that. Mm-hmm. Like in the social media aspect of it too, people aren't looking for discussion. It's really just like, this is my opinion, and I'm here to give it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's frustrating. And it's frustrating. Yeah, because that's a lot. Last week we talked about, like, whether or not I like Marvel anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of it. It's like, I just keep seeing all these people with their opinions, and their opinions are strong, but then, like, there's so much, like, battle <laughs> with yeah. everything that they're saying. And I was like, why does it need to be that way? There isn't a place. Maybe we should come up with the next social media, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, if you're going like to say something, something, then you have to, like, take a response yeah. form. It needs to be an actual discussion. Yeah. And not I just, I guess that's like, kind of what Reddit is, though. Like, you don't, you can't say things in a vacuum in Reddit. Reddit could get scary. Though. Reddit can get real scary. That's <laughs> the thing. But that's generally the internet, unfortunately. Yeah. People really, they hide behind that mask of anonymity. Like, they mm. think that it's because of the internet. They could say whatever the hell they want. And that's not the truth. Like, you can't just. No, you can't just say whatever you want. You can't just say whatever you want. But that's how people treat it. Mm. But I'm getting suck. tired of it. Me too. Should we just stop with social media? Are you going to? Should we do Would you band? ever? No, probably not. Yeah. I think Facebook, and you're on, yeah. you're on TikTok, which is the worst of it. But I'm not like on it. Like, I'm like you don't, you're, yeah. No. You're not a poster yourself, but like TikTok is the worst of. I watch it fairly of, often. Yeah, it's arguably the worst of the opinions. Yeah. Because people really just dive in. Think that 
whatever they have to say is, has value to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I make comments. That's fair. But I feel like mine are always like deeply rooted in sarcasm and people can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've gotten to one internet fight recently with someone <gasps> I know. You didn't tell me. I'm sure I told you this. No. Did I not? You didn't tell me about your fight. Okay. We have a movie to review, but, but this the is week important. after Rocky Arani, okay. this is not connected. I'm just, just timeline. <laughs> I, I was not feeling great. I was kind of cranky. Yeah. And a, a family friend mm-hmm. who's a very good family friend yeah. has become very, how do I delicately put this? I can't. He's a misogynist okay. and has showing incel qualities. Oh, great. And Lovely. has become hyper-religious. Mm. Hyper-religious to a very annoying degree. We love that. We love that. <laughs> and he was constantly, right after Barbie released, was posting these like super right-wing posts about how Barbie was... Ruining the world. Ruining the world, (laughs) and it was anti-man, and it was, you know, it was just all the garbage that was coming out about it. Mm -hmm. And he posted one article on this fateful day about someone who said that Barbie was, was, it was a movie about sex that was targeting targeting children, and it was anti-man, and it was this, and it was that, but like, look at Sound of Freedom. You've heard of Sound of Freedom, I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. Yes, it's the very pro-America movie. Yeah. Uh, I think... John Caviezel? Yeah. He's the guy in that it. was Jesus from Mel Gibson. Yes. Yeah. He's in it, and it's a, it's like an action film, and it's, a, again, very, very pro-America, pro-life, essentially. And it has all these great values, but look, Hollywood didn't, you know, is no one's talking about it at mm. all. And I the post itself, I just commented, and I was just like, it looks like whoever wrote this post didn't see Barbie and didn't even see Sound of Freedom, for that matter. And if you're going to... And then, that's literally all I said. Yeah. And then... Some of his friends responded, oh. and there was comments, and I was just like, look, all I'm saying is if you're going to comment, just go see the art. Yeah. Like, has come from an educated place. Yeah. And it went back and forth, and it got, like, started to get heated, and I was just like, I was essentially, and then the guy who originally posted it sent me a bunch of responses of people. A bunch of article, one from, like, some Australian company that was calling it misandrist, and, like, just, like, ba- just ridiculous things. Quotes from people saying they took their, like... 13 year olds and like they walked out saying it was dumb and it was anti-man and I'm like probably not because like that's not I don't think any 13 year old would read that way into it and like back and forth and then I was just like look all I'm saying is you can hate this movie all you want but if you're going to comment about it just see it go watch it go watch it don't get to make uh, an opinion that strong if you didn't even watch it if you didn't even watch it and I commented and I'm like I don't really care what all these other people are saying I'm talking to you if you don't want to watch it you don't have to but then don't comment about it either did I want to see the Joker? no No. but I watched it because I couldn't say it's stupid because of Joaquin Phoenix I need to see it first before I decide exactly it's true and then he wrote me back (laughs) (laughs) And then he wrote me back this, like, he's Muslim, and he's just like, you and I both believe that, you know, the word, the Quran was passed down. He was trying to essentially draw a parallel between how God passed down the Quran to Prophet Muhammad and, like, Robin 233 saying that she didn't like Barbie, and that's why he didn't need to see Barbie, because other people had substantiated it. And that's when I stopped the conversation. Because I was just like, this is going nowhere. And, like, this was, it was just ridiculous. And I, like... It was one of those moments where, like, I knew saying something. I wanted to say something, and then I actually had a bunch of 
comp friends who know both of us yeah. and like family friends be like I'm glad you said something because <laughs> it was like it's it's, it's out of it's out of control yeah. and people like liked my comments and like it was it was dumb and but eventually I was I knew I was just like this is this is a stupid decision. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. It's not going to yield anything. Mm-hmm. And neither of us is going to change each other's minds. So then I stopped it. But that's what happens yes. on the internet. All this It to does. Say. Remember like, last last year or two years ago when I made that comment about how I met your father when they released the cast about it on Facebook on like tvline.com. They released who the cast of how I met yes, your father Yes, yes, yes. What happened? And I wrote that like, oh, this is a really white cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because my thought process is it's like 2021, yeah. 2022 now. Like you can have more colored people. And to be fair to how I met your father, there is colored people. Yes, on yes. It. That they were just showing who the leads were at yeah. that point. And I was like, oh, it's Hillary Duff and Piz from Veronica Mars. Yeah. So like that's really white. Yeah. But there are colored people on the show. And so I just wrote, this looks really white. And people came for me <laughs> out of nowhere. One man called me the R word and like was just being so rude. So I like I stepped away from it. It's just but yeah. I, it, I, all I said was that there's two white people there and there is. Yeah. <laughs> and then, how does Stand that make the R word? Yeah, like, exactly. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. The internet is a it's a dangerous place, and it's just sometimes I feel like it takes the fun out yeah. of things. I want to have fun. It takes the fun out of Barbie. <laughs> it takes the fun out of Rocky Arani. Like there's all this like this like over negativity and this yes. over this this feeling that like everyone's opinion matters. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't. No. It no. doesn't. I mean. I feel bad saying that because, like... But it doesn't, mean that I'm It sorry. doesn't matter like, in the grand scheme of things. You don't have to... Again, you, in, in case of Barbie, you don't have to like Barbie. That's, yeah. It doesn't matter. It like, doesn't you, matter you really you like don't have that, to. Yeah. It has made over a billion dollars to prove that enough people like it. It's done its job. You don't have to. Like, you don't even have to watch it. Yeah. But... You Sometimes don't have to sell you can, your opinion to everybody else and have them agree with yeah, you. Yeah, like why like why are these people trying to post yeah, these videos? Like you about, can have a discussion of why you maybe think it's immoral. Yeah, yeah. And you can talk to me about that, but please don't try to force that on to onto me. Onto me. And yeah. like no one here's the thing. I have never uh, before we move on, I don't think anyone has ever seen a video like this or read an article and been like, Wow, mine changed. Right? I don't think I think the 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 people who have their opinion form their opinion and then they go on the internet. Yeah. I don't think anyone, you know, I think people who want to watch Barbie or are curious about Barbie mm-hmm. are going, watching it, forming their opinion, and that's their opinion. Yeah. I don't, you might watch something and be like, I didn't, I, I know women who didn't like Barbie. Yeah. And have that opinion and maybe someone is articulating it better, but you're not changing anybody's mind. No. You're not, nothing about that. And then the worst part though is that there's going to be people who maybe will read those articles first they're gonna base their opinion off of something that they read before actually seeing it well this guy that's and exactly then, what then it is they're yeah they're gonna go see it and be like well i was right but you, it's like you already had that bias in yeah. your mind like what it's just a bunch of people in confirmation bias yeah what did we watch this week <laughs> <laughs> what a segue I, just, I, I could go on about this because yeah. it's really frustrating it actually is. it's upsetting but we watched Whatever. a movie. We watched a movie. We watched the 1992 Best Picture winner. Yes. Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Yes. Starring one Clint Eastwood. Yes. Directed and, by one Clint yes. Eastwood. Also with one Morgan Freeman and yeah. another Gene Hackman. Yeah. Some yeah. really cool guys in yeah. there. I will read you the IMDb disco. Please do. 
Retired Old West gunslinger William Money reluctantly takes on one last job with the help of his old partner Ned Logan and a young man, man, the Schofield kid. Yeah, that's essentially what it's about. Yeah. 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 I watched this early. I watched this a week ago. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> Good. Very good. Very Isn't that great it's for great. us yeah. today? Yeah. I, I won't lie to you. I was like a bit nervous coming in today. Just being like, what am I even going to talk it'll, about? I mean, it, realistically, it'll come back. Yes. But I feel like that's a window into how you felt about it. Pretty much. So talk to me about how you felt about so it. So going into it, I have heard of Unforgiven. Yes. Um, Because a long time ago, I wanted to watch... The movie of my birth year, and I looked it up wrong, like, the for some reason. That's the thing, is that, like, it's, there's always, like, yeah. A, yeah. There's some, yeah, I looked it's it up what year wrong. did they come out versus what year the Academy was, like, yes. awards were in, yeah. And I was under the impression that Unforgiven was my birth okay. year movie, but it wasn't. It's the right movie. It's Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, yeah, I should watch that. And I never got around to it. Yeah. And it's mainly because of the star and director, Mr. Clint Eastwood. I'm just not... I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what his fans call themselves. East Slingers or... Do they? I don't know. Do, do they, they have a base? Probably. Aren't they all like 65 plus? Yeah. yeah. They're my dad. Yeah. That's basically it. Like, and I, I've never, I haven't even seen Million Dollar Baby. Like, I'm not, I've never subscribed to Clint. To the Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Even when he had like a reality TV show, which in all theory, like I should love that show. I wasn't really there for it either. And so I just... I didn't have an interest, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I'm going to get this done as soon as possible so I can, like, enjoy watching other movies because, like, I want to have a good time this week. And I sat there and I I, I watched yeah. it. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> but, like, okay. Yeah. But what did you think about it once you watched it? Um, It's what I thought it was going to be. Okay. It's a Western. Yeah. Uh, it's about a guy going along into, yeah. you know, Western things. Nothing appealing to me. Even Gene Hackman, I, I don't get the Gene Hackman appeal, at least from the, from this. I like, um, what's the Francis Ford Coppola one? The Conversation? Yes. Yes. Love that. There's another one that he's in more recently that I can't... Oh, The Firm. The Firm. <laughs> yes, he's in and the... And by bird- more recently, I mean the early 90s. Yeah. And like The Birdcage. The Bird, like, yes, yeah. yes. There are some moments. Yeah. But in this, I was just like, okay, like, white Western movie. Like, nothing really crazy. Morgan Freeman, who I was like, oh, maybe they're like, something yeah. exciting will happen here. But Morgan Freeman is the whitest black man. Yeah. That's the That's thing. what I've learned today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something very... it's And that's... Morgan Freeman is kind of like the black appeal for white people. Yes. Like white people feel like, oh yeah, Morgan yeah, Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. yeah. He's that's, and maybe just us too. Like you and I. Yeah, like we recognize him yeah. as you know Morgan Freeman or like people. I think the other version of that is Samuel L. Jackson. But I think Samuel L. Jackson. More, yeah. Like I. That sounds bad. That he's but, more black than Morgan Freeman. I don't. I don't mean. I think it's just. I. I think Morgan Freeman is more palatable to non-black people, mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Yeah. I, I think even, like, non-black people, I think even, like, Indian people or, like, whatever it is, there's something very... 
I don't know how to actually, like, articulate this. It sounds bad. Yeah. It is the truth. Yeah. There is something more, like, white approachable to him. To him. Than, like, a Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson, who, for the record, that's not a good thing or a bad thing. No. It's just a thing. thing. I think it's just Morgan Freeman has white appeal. appeal, Yeah. yeah. Of it. Uh, and I think that's just what it is. As a result, he's in this movie surrounded by a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. No one ever talks about his race in nineteen the 1800s, 1800s, which I find very strange. Yeah. There's also a... Okay. I tried to watch this open-minded. And actually, that first maybe 10 minutes, I was just like, oh, this might be interesting. Oh, you enjoyed that. Not that I enjoyed <laughs> okay. it. Okay. I'll, I'll get now to... It, I... It, I have a right. It's all coming back, right? Yeah, that first few minutes. Yeah. Let let me. I'll get to that. Yeah. Because there are issues, real issues, with how women are treated in this movie. Yeah. More, more than I've seen in like any movie, uh, maybe of this entire like mm-hmm. run so far. But I did. Th- it's appropriate for its time. It could also be interesting in terms of, and what I mean in that first ten minutes is before Gene Hackman shows up. Because then I start to see where this is going and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like this. But I do think the idea of um, a prostitute getting disfigured and then someone going to seek revenge on her behalf, there is something kind of interesting about that story. The unfortunate fact is it's peppered with insane misogyny. Yes. And that makes it hard to be palatable. To really fathom. Because it's so... You're watching it and you're trying to understand, okay, is this misogyny as a result of the time in the frame or is this Clint Eastwood? That's, I really think it's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. If I'm, like, I think, yes, probably the Old West was very misogynist, Mm -hmm. like, but I think if, look at something like Kevin Costner with Dances with Wolves, Mm -hmm. in that time, like, they would have been very racist towards natives. Yeah. And he's making this movie in the 90s and is showing you a different vantage point of it. Clint is not doing that here. He's keeping true to the Old West because I think it falls into line with his own personal beliefs, which is just like very... Which are what though, according to the movie then? Like what are you, how are you interpreting that? Uh, I just interpret him in general, like how I've seen him in the public yeah. of just being very white, white wing. I can't say right wing. It's mm-hmm. really hard for me. It comes up white wing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's very right wing yeah. and very uh, conservative and old fashioned yeah. in like a negative way. I think you can still be those things and not be a bad person in my eyes, but he seems like a, not a great person to me. I think he's just an old curmudgeon. Yeah. I think there's that. I don't I don't know if there's enough evidence to prove that he's like racist or sexist or misogynist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's an extreme Republican and that's yeah. very evident. But I think the treatment of women in this was a little alarming and I think you could have had the same story and still have it not feel so icky. Yeah. Well, because watching those first 10 minutes, yeah. I was watching it and I was coming off of just watching Silence of the Lambs and yeah. talking about Silence yeah. of the Lambs, where we talk about, like, there isn't actually a lot of violence towards women, like, picturized mm-hmm. in the movie, but that was a lot of the criticism, yeah. is that these this serial killer is... Oh, yeah, that's so true. ...threatening women. Yeah. But you don't actually... See, all you see is her in the, in the tunnel, in the tunnel, and the... What the pole in the, the hole in the pit yeah. in the pit yeah well you see is her in the pit yeah. but we don't see him like raping her or skinning her or like performing the violent acts that we know that is going to happen yeah. and this and then the first ten minutes yeah you have a woman being <laughs> raped and attacked and yeah I, I, well she's not raped but she is like viciously attacked, attacked. and yeah. 
I was and like the like, language, <laughs> the language about the attack yes. is also so derogatory and so vile. Mm-hmm. There's just something very off-putting about it. Yeah, the entire thing, and as a result, it gets hard to be, it, it gets hard to get behind the film. Yeah, because these women are really treated like third-class citizens. They're talked about in such a poor form. They talk about themselves that way. They too. talk about themselves. They that call way. themselves whores. They call themselves whores, and I also get that like there's a place where prostitutes know who they are and what they do, and there's no, yeah. this is who we are. This is what we do. We're okay with it. We've accepted it. Yeah, the, that that's okay. But there's this kind of self-deprecation about how they speak about themselves. That's mm-hmm. hard to like hear, and like the the overall idea that. The men in this town don't care about these women. Mm-hmm. Just and it's not even are are they whores? Are there like I, I such mixed messaging like There's also like no there's no like explanation as to why maybe they're in like the situation that they're in. And like I can make my own assumptions. But do we need that towards it? But I need to see that like that confidence of just like, yeah, I am a whore. Like I don't care. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I think like, that there's would... this woman Sorry to bring it back to TikTok. There's this woman that keeps coming up on my For yeah. You page. I don't follow her. But she works in the entertainment industry. Like, she's a writer and wants to be an actress. And because of the strike, she has turned to... Um, Prostitution? Yeah. But the, what's the... Wh- sex work. Sex work. I think that's how they're saying yeah. it. Yes. She is a female sex worker. Yeah. And she is, like, finding sugar daddies and, like, doing all of doing, that. Doing, doing her thing. when she talks about it... She's talking about it with a lot of confidence and just yeah. being like, this is what I, this is my choice, my decision, this is what I do. And so I don't necessarily need to understand, you know, why she, these women are whores or they are prostitutes, but there is like, it's almost like they're also as ashamed of themselves. And that's really jarring. But even still, Mita, I, I don't necessarily agree fully with that because I think there's a world where they could accept but maybe still be slightly shamed and like all of that. I think it's because... The dialogue itself, like the things they are saying, it's juvenile and it comes off very, again, offensive. It feels like this is a grown-up's version of playing like cops and robbers. Kind of, yeah. Playing cowboys. But this is the first time it really feels like a man wrote and a man directed this. Yes. Like, I don't think, and I don't even think many men would do this because I think some men have the insight to know this kind of feels icky right now. Because... Yeah. It's icky. It is icky. Think of something like Power of the Dog. It is also a story about revenge. Yeah. In the same time. Yes. It's the same time, right? Yeah. 1900s? About, yeah. Around Around the same. That has so much more care and thoughtfulness, like, throughout the entire film. And actually is, like, palatable. But but I think that's also directed by a woman. Yeah. But if you want to compare apples to apples or balls to balls, like you're saying, Jonathan Demme directed Sansa Lambs the year before. Yes. And very accurately you pointed out, there's actually no violence against women in that. It's about violence against women. Mm-hmm. But, you but don't the women see are it. not disrespected. Yeah. There's no talk about cutting off her tits or like The disrespect shown is Meg's whipping out his semen in her face. Yeah. Which uh, but, but you don't see his penis and you don't see the cum coming from his penis. Like, but like, she, language, but, but she's also meant to be victimized. <laughs> exactly. Clarice is not meant to, she's not meant to take it. That's meant to be an awful situation that she's put into yes. and you're meant to see it as such. And Hannibal sympath- actually sympathizes with, with her. her. Like he feels bad that that. And I he love him for that. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I feel like none of the men give a shit about these women. No. Like, none of them. Not even Clint Eastwood. And his reasons for going out, he says, are for the money. Yeah. There's no chivalry. There's no, like, it's sense not, of, yeah. like, ju- there's no justice. Mm. And that's, I think, the thing that a Western should be about justice. old-timey traits, right? About justice. It's, what? He should have said it's not about the money. It's about the fact that Jeez. those women deserve better. And yeah. that would have corrected everything. Mm. But yes. What are good Westerns? <laughs> Because then I was thinking I mean, about that. Shole is a great Western. I've never seen Shole. What? You've never seen Shole? No, we went over this like a few weeks Have ago. Have we? Yeah, yeah, when you were making my list. Oh, and I was just list. as affronted? Yeah. You have to watch Shole. <laughs> yeah, okay. You have to watch Shole. It, now, that's a Bollywood what? Like a Indian cinema. It is. It is a Bollywood, Western. yeah. And it's a very different, but I mean, Power of the Dog is a Western. Yes. Dances with Wolves is considered a Western. It's, I it guess It is so. actually, yeah. That's what I read. Okay. There's other ones that we haven't seen. There's like Seven Samurai. Broke and like, Back Moon. Broke. It's a little <laughs> yeah. different, but yeah. Yeah. There's this, I think, idea of Westerns and cowboys being so masculine mm-hmm. and hyper-testosterone. Yeah. And we watched Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I mean, that's not a terrible Western. No, it's, it's not. It's not my jam, but I also didn't... I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah. I think for me, the disconnect with this is that, like, it's trying to be super masculine and super macho, and it comes off just jarring. Mm-hmm. And, like, I actually, after the movie ended, I went to the reviews yep. to be like, oh, this has a, it has a high Metacritic score. It's, like, 82. And I was just like, who is rating this so high? And it's a bunch of men. I'm not surprised. But there are people who don't like it who are also men at the end. And, like, you have someone giving it 100 and someone giving it, like, a 20. Oh. That's a big difference in terms of, like, how people feel about the film. That's big. I also think that, like, in our time, I wonder, like, at the time if I would have felt the same way, though. Of, like, it being very masculine? And misogynist. Do you mean it? So when we talk about that, like, when we think about what was it like in 1991 or 1992 or 1993, are we picturing, like, ourselves this age in that time? Or are we picturing ourselves, like, you were what? Like I would have no, yeah, I'd have no effing clue. What would eight-year-old Nadine Yeah, exactly. I would have no effing clue. But I do think that it's interesting considering what else was nominated. Mm. Did you get to watching anything else? No, because they all were not free. (laughs) Oh. None of them were free, and I'm really trying to curb my spending. I own the crying game. Oh. I Mm. wanted to watch Scent of a Woman really badly. It's less than two hours. Okay. I really wanted to watch Scent of a Woman. Okay, so like, let's name them. Yes. So we have A Few Good Men, (laughs) Howard's End, Scent of a Woman, (laughs) and The Crying Game. So I know a few good men, and I've seen parts of it throughout the years on TBS, okay. but I can't tell it. I, I wouldn't consider myself having, having like seen, seen it. it. I've only seen The Crying Game. Okay. So we're not the best judges for this year. <laughs> but I will say mm-hmm. The Crying Game is maybe at the opposite end of the spectrum. Of what this is? Of this. Okay. In what way? Is it about crying? let me see i think i own it if i own it we'll watch it okay but it's not a fun movie anyways it's hard to explain without having yeah it's hard to explain (laughs) without having actually seen it so we'll we'll see about that but it is interesting because this is i don't know i don't know if i would give it to the crying game either though no i'll be honest it's it's like a happy to be here okay nomination wow and 
From what I remember of A Few Good Men, it falls in line of the, like, okay, yes, this will be nominated for an Academy Award, but, like, again... It's also happening. To be be honest with you, I don't think an Aaron Sorkin film is ever going to win Best Picture. I think The Social Network should have. But that is a David Fincher-directed Aaron Sorkin film. I mean, it... If he didn't win the social network, he's not winning anything else because no. he will never write anything as good as that. It's never going to happen. No. Sorry, never. Aaron, you're never going to yeah. top that. So I agree. Fuck you, flip flops. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you pretentious douchebag. I brought us up the cleaners. <laughs> Anyways, all this to say that I, I think as an adult in 1992 watching this, I don't think as a child. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but. I don't know. It's that's really hard to to figure out because we are who we are because we, of the timeline that we've gone through. And yes, the, the exactly. Year, right. Yeah. And so, like, you and I are evolved humans now, and so who's to say if we were in our thirties in the early nineties, what our thoughts would be? Because we would have grown up during the seventies and the eighties. So, like, but I will say misogyny and the cowboy aesthetic aside there's also just things i didn't get about this film Mm -hmm. why are they suddenly in the snow at one point (laughs) yeah i i i had to actually go back and watch that scene again to be like did i miss something like snow did it snow and then the next scene it's hot again Mm. so the geography the time it's just it was weird directing It's it's a mess kind of Clint Eastwood has the personality and the acting skill of cardboard. <laughs> he is not good. We thought Kevin Costner was bad. My God, Kevin Costner <laughs> looks like Marlon Brando in front Compared of to him. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I've. Uh, have you ever watched any of his movies? Like I know. I've Dirty seen Million Harry. Dollar ba- Baby. Okay, because like all I know is like Dirty Harry, but all I remember is just like certain scenes with yeah. him holding a gun, and it's like ooh. But like I don't get the appeal. Oh my God! At all. I have I have no idea. Also, he was sixty two when he made this film. What is he doing with children that old? Like what is like, huh? Sixty. He was sixty two. He was born in nineteen thirty. He's so old. He's so old. But he was sixty two. Why? Why are his children that age? And then if they're that age, why are you leaving them alone? But you do know that he also has children that age now, right? He has sure, <laughs> but it's weird. That's just, it's, Clint. that's just yeah, that's fine. Like yeah. Robert De Niro just gave birth to like oh, just had so a kid. Gross. It's so it's all weird and it doesn't make it cool. But why are you leaving those kids alone in the middle no. of the West? Mm. Again, there just, there's just there's head scratching moments, and the fact is the end, the the plot line of the movie is about him getting getting the money for assassinating this man but it ends up being about him regaining what like he's he's a man who was an alcoholic who gave up alcohol because of his wife he, he tried to redeem his ways and then what's it what's the movie trying to say at the end that he's still cool probably like is that really what he's trying to say that he's still a cowboy i just could not get the messaging of this film i think that this is what was cool to him yeah. and he wanted to make this and he's clint eastwood and has the money and has the clout that Somebody was like, yeah, go Great, for it. Great, you did. But why did this win Best Picture? I honestly can't. I don't understand. I don't. I really, really don't understand. It makes me very upset. Because I can't think of anything that, like, stood out to me. I feel like I wrote down something that also something came out else. this year. Huh? Something else? There was something else that came out that I wanted to watch. 
Oh, I wanted to watch Glengarry Glen Ross because I've heard very good things. Okay, yeah. But it's since Unforgiven has come out, the movies I've heard the most of are Scent of a Woman, Howard's End, A Few Good Men, and Glengarry Glen Ross. And I those to me have had like a lasting impression. I mean Glengarry Glen Glen Ross has that one always be closing scene. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is but it really good? I've never seen Glengarry Glen Ross oh, or Scent of a Woman. Maybe we should watch one of those. We'll figure something. We'll figure something out. Yeah. We're going to watch Sex in the City. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Movie number two. The best one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't get it. Yeah. Especially when you just come off something where like, I literally gave it five stars yeah. last week. Yeah. Something that's stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. That was so, uh, you know, inspiring for that time period mm-hmm. as well. Something raunchy and risque. Yeah. And like an actual, like you, the it seemed like the Academy like wanted to do something, wanted to say something yeah. with who their best picture is. And then the next year you're saying like the exact opposite. Let's give it to this old crooner yeah. with his misogynistic views on the world. I just, I can't. <laughs> but I also find it interesting because the 90s, fine because we're maybe closer in time to the 90s than any other like time period. All the movies, a big chunk, maybe not all, but a big chunk of the movies from the 90s are very iconic. Mm-hmm. The Best Picture winners. Yeah. A lot of them really are. We go from Schindler's List to Forrest Gump. And then there's like Shakespeare in Love and American Beauty and Gladiator. And like, whether you like them or not is not the point, but they are quite, they're fairly iconic. This is so forgettable. I never... It really is unforgivable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was looking to say... I was so... <laughs> How are we gonna, it's, I cannot forgive the yeah. Academy. Yeah. Do you have sequel prequel ideas? No, Nidhi. <laughs> None at all. I mean, I'm always interested in the whores. <laughs> you know? What are the whores Why, why did to? the whores get there? Um, His... I don't... I believe they were married at the time. Yeah. Francis Fisher. That's her last name, right? Oh, Strawberry Alice? Yeah. Oh, they were married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. His daughter, do you know his daughter, Francesca Eastwood? Yes, yes. That's his daughter. With Strawberry Alice? Yes, I think. Let's double check her name. Let's say her name. Francis Fisher, Strawberry Alice, yes. Okay. Um, I'm interested in Strawberry Alice. Sure. Like, maybe to see what that's all about. I wish she had more... Of an interesting character. Yeah. I wish Morgan Freeman was more interested. Like, why is there this black man in the, in the West? Yes. Why are they all accepting of him and nobody's racist towards in him? In the 1800s. Like, I don't know very much about the 1800s or the 1900s, but I'm assuming... In America, of all places? <laughs> yeah, it was not great. I'm like, assuming there would be some issues. Some there. issues there. I'm assuming yeah. someone saying the N-word somewhere. It was just, his race was glossed over mm-hmm. completely. And you know what? That was probably celebrated back then. It probably was yeah. like, oh, this is so great. Like, they're not making something out of it. Yeah. Where it's like, no, we have to acknowledge yeah. these things. Because it's glaring. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Okay, give me your name. <laughs> We're there already. I guess so. Um, I love this. I think. <laughs> Mita's favorite movie. Two five-star movies in a yeah, row. How chewy. That was really the thing when I started this. I, I think no matter what, I'm not going to enjoy the movie that comes after The Sounds of the Lambs. Lambs. Because 
I will say it again, The Silence of the Lambs is the perfect movie. Yeah. And it's a five out of five for yeah. me every time. And I rewatched it. Yeah. You did? I just played it on while I was working okay. one day. Fair. Because it's just so good. Yeah. Okay. And so anything that came after, it's going to be really hard for me yeah. to, to watch and to fathom. Like, what would beat this? Yeah. Or what is just as good? Mm-hmm. This really... I tried. I did try to, like, give it, you know, a go. Yeah. But from that opening sequence, I was like, no, this is not for me. Like, I can tell you yeah. right now, like, I'm not going to enjoy the rest of this. And I didn't. And I really, like, I don't like saying this, but it is a snooze fest. Yeah. Like, there really is nothing compelling in here. The story doesn't make sense. I completely forgot this whole revenge aspect yeah. of the story itself. I just felt like, oh, they're just, like cowboys in the west like they're doing something oh there's money oh there's horses like oh wow morgan freeman like literally that's it nothing in this was a treat (laughs) and nothing in this was actually worthy enough for me to say like yes best picture yes queen yes because at the bare minimum like this is the it's nice to look at like there's some nice there's some nice shots. Yeah. yeah, there's some nice shots and there's some picturesque moments. Yeah. But like that's the bare minimum yeah. for a best picture winner. You have to have something. Yeah. This had nothing. Yeah. And it was unforgivable. Yeah. I'll say it yeah. again. This was a poor title for the movie because it's just so easy to make okay. those puns. And I can't fat wrap my mind around why this would win other than like Clint oh. Eastwood's name. Also just answer for maybe the for consistency whether it deserved this picture or not. No, it did yeah. not. It did not okay. deserve that picture. Yeah. The only thing I can think of why it did is his name, because I think by the nineties he had had a full career. Yeah. And so people were probably just like, oh wow, Clint Clint. Clint did something. Yeah. Clint directed something. Yeah. Like, let's give it to Clint. And Clint infamously at this point had said he would never win an Oscar. By this point? Mm-hmm. Really? He had said and then he won two. Then he won this and then he won Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. yeah. So by this point he had said, like, oh, they're never gonna give me an Oscar. And then they did. <laughs> I feel like I read that. Okay, so this is from IMDB. This movie laid to rest Clint Eastwood's long-standing statement why he would never win an Oscar. Eastwood reckoned he would never be in the running because, and these are Clint Eastwood's words, Mm -hmm. not mine. First, I'm not Jewish. Whoa. Yeah. Secondly, I make too much money. Thirdly, and most importantly, because I don't give a fuck. And since his double Oscar win for this movie, Eastwood has gone on to win two more Oscars, (laughs) as well as an Irving Thalberg Memorial Award. Um, and has been nominated an additional six times. So when did he say, like, what's the timeline here? Uh, well, IMDb doesn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm assuming, I'm sure he had been nominated before this. So did he win just to prove a point? I guess he had said that before Unforgiven yeah. had come. Yeah. So did he and win just so the Academy could prove a point? point? Maybe. But like... Also, why are you succumbing to comments like that? Yeah. Of, I'm not Jewish? Yeah. That's so... Ugh. See, it's proving my point of how I feel yeah. about him. Um, but let's see if he had been nominated before then. Wow, that's a yucky thing to say. Yep. I don't think he had been. Before this? No, no, he hadn't. But he also... I can't... Like, I mean, I'm not... Um, I don't know his filmography. 
but I can't think of anything before this that might have maybe warranted that except for other westerns and maybe like Dirty Harry but Dirty Harry is not like an Oscar winning movie yeah yeah so ew yeah <laughs> I guess is my point um after rereading that I was gonna give it two mm-hmm. but now I'm like one and a half yeah <laughs> Yeah. Because there's really nothing going... Even, like, Gene Hackman and Morgan Freeman and everybody else in this, they're just, like, they're fine. Nobody was like, ooh, I want to see more of you. Yeah. Or this was, like, a really great performance. And, like, to be fair to the actors in this, the script is not great. Like, there's not really much... There's nothing in this that's really moving. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, my... I'm landing on one and a... One. I'm landing on one. Wow. Yeah. Really took that down a full star. I really did not enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. Your turn. (laughs) I did not like that quote either. It really, right? It really, like, rubbed me the wrong way. I did not like it. There's something very, like, entitled about it, first of all, Mm -hmm. but also very... I mean, you clearly, he's, it's not that he rejected either of these awards. He came to them. He accepted these Oscars. The I'm not, the I'm not, I'm not Jewish thing. That's so, yeah. That's a gross thing to say. That's who that man is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, Hollywood was created by the Jews. Yes, sure. (laughs) It was. Yeah. He came up in a different time. But to say that publicly... Yeah. Like, that's so... That's wild to me. Yeah. That would get him canceled today. Yeah. Yeah. That would totally get him canceled. Yeah. And I mean, he should technically be canceled already. He should, but we also don't believe in cancel culture. You and I don't know. No. I, don't. <laughs> so. I specifically actually hate cancel culture. Yeah. Anyways, all this to say, I, I think there's a lot... There's things that... Look, there are a couple of things that work about this movie. The cast is great, universally. There is some... Genuine tension and some interesting action sequences, and like he does some interesting stuff. I can't say he doesn't, but it's kind of masked by the weird treatment of women, mm-hmm. the uncomfortably misogynistic dialogue. It's and it, it's not to say that, like, if women are treated poorly, women are treated poorly sometimes, like, that was a thing that was probably a thing of the 80s. But it was the feeling that it wasn't, that wasn't what you were trying to communicate. It was that, that's how you feel. Like, you are trying to mistreat women in your own film. There's this... It just felt normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it felt normal. It felt like you were just trying to use the guys under men will be men or boys will be boys to, like, say this stuff. It just didn't feel good. And it didn't feel good hearing it. And there was just something, not that I felt guilty. It was just like, this is something, I feel like I'm watching something off. Like, something is off here, and I couldn't pinpoint it. There's, the, again, the weird, the, why is there snow here when there's no snow? Like, it doesn't make any sense. No. We, you leave your kids behind. They're so young. Like, again, how how the, the narrative changes to end on him being some, like, weird hero, and what are you trying to say? I think it's a very confused film. I like Gene Hackman, and I think he's great in this. I think the movie lets him down. Yeah. But I think that's kind of all it has going for us. I cannot understand why this one best picture but it is kind of seeming like it was maybe the only one to win mm-hmm. in that list i've seen the crying game it is better than this okay i will say that but it's also i get why the crying game didn't win okay i think a few good men from my understanding probably sent of a woman howard's end might have seemed a bit more oscar though it's yeah. a smile merchant it's anthony hopkins it's emma thompson it's a little bit more oscar 
by like definitions. I don't know why that didn't win and why this did, mm -hmm. but maybe it's because people wanted to prove Clint Eastwood wrong because he's a big dick. I was also going to land on two stars and I'm going to go with one and a half yeah. because that quote really bothered me. That quote is rude. It's rude and it's just kind of like... It's so self-indulgent. It's so self-indulgent and it's kind of like why, why have... Why has Clint Eastwood be, been as popular as he has been? Because people hear him say things like that and they don't focus on like the rudeness of it. Yeah. And they think like, oh, wow, he's such a badass. He has a reputation yeah. of being a badass yeah. for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. 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 I've never been a big fan of him or his movies. And this just makes me like him. Now we don't even like him one yeah. bit. So let's move on from it. Yeah. Speaking of... Speaking of... Jews. Well, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> There's a game. <laughs> There's a game. Yeah. So let's do the game. Let's do the game. Yeah. Okay, Nadim. <clears throat> yes. Last week, yes. you challenged me to connect Rocky Orani Kaprem Kahani yes. to a film that I maybe like called Zodiac. Yes. And I did it. You did it. I did it well. Yeah. So this week, Nadim, mm -hmm. I am challenging you to connect Zodiac. Yes. To a movie you've told me to watch, but I haven't watched yet. Okay. Snake Eyes. Okay. There's a very easy way of doing this. You're Probably. not going to get it, I don't think. Okay. And your timer Thanks. starts now. Okay. Nicolas Cage, Brian De Palma. Um, Are we thinking of the same Snake Eyes? Did Brian De Palma direct Snake Eyes? We're thinking of different Snake Eyes. Oh. I'm thinking of the 1993 Snake Eyes. Which is stars who? Stars Harvey Keitel, Madonna, James Russo. Oh. Um, Victor Argo. Or can I connect it to my Snake Eyes? Because <laughs> I'm connecting it to a Snake Eyes. Okay, you do yours and then I'll tell you what mine was. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you some more time because we just interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your Snake Eyes was directed by Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma. I didn't know there was one. Because <laughs> that's the Snake Eyes you should watch. Okay. Okay. That, not yeah. The Madonna not one. the Madonna one. Okay. That's the Snake Eyes you should watch. Um, this one has Nicholas. Oh wait. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Brian De Palma. Okay. Give me a second. To... I'm gonna restart this. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate okay. that. Your timer starts now. Okay. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Brian De Palma. Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear is in. Um. Greg Kinnear is not in this. Gary Sinise? Yeah. Gary Sinise. I forget. I just mix up Greg Kinnear and Gary Sinise. That's fair. Gary Kinnear, Brian De Palma, Mission Impossible. But how am I getting from Zodiac? With... Oh, yeah. And you can now. Huh? Oh, yeah. There's a way. Who's in Zodiac? <laughs> People. People. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like so disoriented now. Huh? Oh, you didn't catch my hint. You said, yeah, there's a way to... Yeah. Because and of then you Mission Impossible. People. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal? No. Who's the other one? Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. And Tom Cruise? Yeah. You have three seconds left. Are in something? Oh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. Okay, well... So can you say it? Yeah, Zodiac stars Robert Downey Jr., yeah. who's in Tropic Thunder with Tom Cruise, who is in Mission Impossible with Brian De Palma. Who is um, the director of the, the Snake Eyes that I Snake thought Eyes. was the Snake Eyes? Yeah. Okay. Would you like to know my 1993 Snake Eyes connection? Yes, please tell me. Um, Zodiac was directed by one David Fincher, who directed my favorite Madonna music video. Yeah. Vogue. Mm -hmm. And Madonna is in Snake Eyes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Vogue. He directed Vogue. He directed Vogue. 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 
Look around. Everything you turn is up the way that you know. And just look around. <laughs> okay, so good. So good. Yeah. Mista, speaking of juice. <laughs> now we What are we say watching next week? Next week we are watching Schindler's List. The Laugh Riot Schindler's List. We're going to have so many jokes. So, jokes on jokes on jokes. jokes. <laughs> so many, so many Schindler's List. It's going to be a riot. It's going to be a laugh riot. Right. You've seen the riot's list? the best word to you. Mm. Have you seen the list? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. But not since high school. Okay. Have you seen the list? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I saw it. My wife hadn't seen it after we got married, so I saw it then. Oh. So within the last 10 years. Wow. And then... Uh, and then that's it. Yeah, it's kind of a no one's settling down to be like, you know what I'm gonna watch tonight? Yeah, well, I have list. a fun yeah. story to tell you for next week. Oh, okay, yeah. but that's next week. Yeah, meet the dear parting words. Um, sure, sure. I don't want to say these man's words. Okay, <laughs> it's a hell of a thing killing a man. Ugh. No joke, Thank, Clint. Thanks, Clint. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for the romantic comedy Schindler's List. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our litter box at movies, the number two, watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.